Before we get started, we have a quick question. Does your school have a good mentoring program for new teachers? Does it support administrators who run the program, train and support mentors in how to best help new teachers, and support new teachers by answering their questions and helping them to meet their biggest challenges? We've mentored many new teachers and we've had lots of conversations with the new teachers crying in their cars after school. That's why we created the New Teacher Navigator. We have everything that your school needs to run a successful mentoring program. It's online and very affordable. If you or someone in your school or district is interested, check out our program at inspiredtogetherlearning.com or send us an email and we'll follow up. We'd love to help you support the next generation of teachers. The future of education depends on it. And now we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Whether or not you realize it, you have the power of a microphone. You may not even own a microphone, but you have something to say and people to say it to. You might also give your microphone to others, which allows them to amplify their own messages. You also use your microphone to clarify and amplify the things you say to yourself. Today, we're talking about the power of your microphone. You don't want to miss this mic drop episode. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Good. We're good to go. This is the conversation that we go through every time we record a podcast episode. We aren't in the same room or even in the same city when we record a podcast. So we have to make sure that the mics are working and that everything is clear before we start recording. Our topic for today is the power of your microphone. We're coming to you through our microphones, and as podcasters and speakers, that's one of our tools. But if you consider a microphone as a tool to amplify, transform, or clarify your voice, it's not such a stretch to understand that in many ways, we all have a microphone. To be completely transparent, we took today's title from Jamie Kern Lima, the founder of It Cosmetics and the author of the book, Believe It, How to Go from Underestimated to Unstoppable. In chapter five, which she titled, Believe in the Power of Your Microphone, she gives an analogy that we all have a microphone that we control. We get to choose when to use it, what to say with it, and when we choose to hand it over to someone else. We get to choose when we turn up the volume, when we turn down the volume, and when we turn the microphone off. We loved that analogy. We're both getting ready right now to present sessions at a large conference. We recognize that this is a unique opportunity, and it's an honor to be given a microphone at such an event. We don't take that lightly. We're working hard to make sure that our message is valuable, worthy, and offers meaning and inspiration to the people who are going to be listening. We understand that we choose how we use our microphones. We can use our microphones to lift people up, or we could also choose to use them to tear people down. We decide which messages should be amplified and which should be silenced. We also choose when to turn down the volume when we don't want someone else speaking into our life. You also have all of these powers. 
Today, we're going to be talking about the power of your personal microphone. We'd like to start off with talking about using your microphone for good. This one's easy to talk about, and we probably all easily understand what it sounds like to use your voice or your microphone for good. Here are some examples. Perhaps at some point you have attended a rally or even a protest. You have joined in with others who are expressing their frustrations and the need for positive change. Your voice becomes one of many as together you make your facts and opinions known. There are other ways to use your voice for good that don't involve attending protests or speaking out in large public areas. These may sound familiar to you. One common example is when you are at a faculty or a staff meeting. Let's say you're all discussing something and you feel really strongly about a topic that people are arguing about. That topic is important to you, so you speak up and you share your perspective. You're using your microphone for good. Another example is that you might be at an RTI, MTSS meeting, whatever it's called in your district. Imagine that that conversation has gone down the road of being very negative and the discussion starts focusing on all the things that the students can't do. We've all been there. You use your microphone to remind the others that there are many things that the student can do. And instead, you shift the direction of the conversation to solution seeking rather than complaining. That's a perfect example of using your microphone for good. My favorite example is how you can help students to understand who they are and the special gifts that they have. This can be a simple one-on-one -on -one conversation where you quietly tell the student, you are such a creative problem solver. I can always count on you to have some good ideas for how to work things out. That may seem like a really small thing or something that you do regularly, but that's a great example of how you are using your voice to lift someone up. As Michelle said earlier, it's really easy to come up with examples of ways that we use our microphone for good. The second way that you can use your microphone might not be as common or as easy for you because the second way you can use your microphone is to turn off the volume when something doesn't serve you. Some people are very happy to share your microphone. They want to offer messages and advice, which sometimes is valuable, but often it is just noise in your microphone. These are the times when you need to turn down the volume and take your microphone back. There are a lot of people with very loud microphones on social media, for example. Consider who these people are and what they are telling you with their microphones. When you choose to follow someone, you're letting them talk to you. So follow people who inspire and uplift you. Follow those that make you laugh and the people who bring you joy. Follow people who care about and share the values and the lifestyles that make you feel good about your life. And the opposite is true as well. Take back the microphone from those who fill your mind with things that aren't useful to you. We follow a lot of educators, and there are many wonderful people who share fun and useful and valuable information. And there are a few others who share a lot of negativity. They have biased rants and list all the problems of education on a daily basis. They talk about hating their jobs and how they can't wait to quit at the end of the year. That's really hard to listen to and it's hard to take. But you can curate your feeds so that it serves you rather than making you miserable or making you feel inadequate. Another common example of allowing someone else to use your microphone is when they are giving you advice. This is a touchy subject, but have you ever gotten unsolicited advice? 
someone who may not have experienced what you were experiencing, and then they just freely share what they think you should do. There's an old adage that says, don't take advice from someone who hasn't done what you are trying to do. Advice often comes from a place of caring, but it may not be useful to you. Author Tara Morris suggests that much of the advice we receive is not helpful and even harmful. She asked her community about their experiences with advice. Here's what they said about the times when advice was not helpful or was even harmful. If the advice was not asked for. If the advice didn't reflect that the person was listening carefully to you. If the advice seemed to come from fear or projections about fear of the advice giver. Another idea is that if the advice was based on assumptions or reflected some blind spots related to the privilege of the advice giver. And lastly, that the advice felt like it contained criticism, judgment, or was condescending. I certainly have been on the receiving end of people taking my personal microphone and silencing my voice so that they can give me advice. I'll share a little personal example here. And maybe this is too personal for some people, but I feel like it needs to be said because there's a lot of other people who are getting unsolicited advice in this area. When my husband and I were struggling with infertility many years ago, people were coming out of the woodwork to give us advice on why we were not getting pregnant. The number of people who told me, oh, just relax, or if you would just stress less, then you'll get pregnant. It was astounding. I know that all of these people were trying to be helpful, and I allowed them to take my voice and tell me what to do. There were medical impediments going on that they didn't even know about that were not going to be solved with deep breathing or taking more naps. It just wasn't going to happen. But I allowed them to take my microphone and silence my voice and listen to their advice, even though it was unsolicited, well-meaning, not helpful. Paula, that was a perfect example. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great example of advice that's well-meaning and maybe even harmful, harmful to you and how you're feeling about yourself, that psychological harm kind of thing. Like those things you listed, I don't think people were trying to be judgmental, condescending, but they had the blind spots. I think they felt bad for us. They weren't carefully listening or we weren't necessarily sharing everything because it was private and we didn't need to. Going back again, I think I would have handled those conversations a lot differently. Michelle, have you ever been given advice that was less than helpful? I have. The one that jumps in right away for me is that my family did not want me to go to college. My parents were very much against it. My grandmother thought it was the dumbest thing she ever heard. Why would you want to waste all that money to go to college? I desperately wanted to go to college. I am a learner on StrengthsFinder. That's like my number one thing. I love to learn. So their advice to me about saving money, just getting a job as a file clerk was well-meaning. And they were looking out for my financial safety and not wanting me to waste money. But it also showed that they didn't understand who I was and what was important to me. It made me doubt myself. Oh, maybe this is a stupid idea. Maybe I shouldn't go to college. Who do I think I am? That imposter syndrome popped up for me. And it made me really question myself when if I listened to my instincts, I knew who I was and I knew that I needed to go where the learning was. And not only did I go to college, I went on and got a master's degree and a PhD because I love learning. So it was advice that was well-meant, but harmful to me in some ways. Isn't it interesting that we both can think of some really personal examples that probably hurt a lot at the time, 
If any of those people knew they were hurting us, I'm sure they would have stopped doing it. But they didn't know. They were trying to help us out by taking our microphone. Well-meaning, not the best idea. Advice is one of those places where you might need to take back your microphone or just learn when to turn the volume down. I love what Steve Jobs said about that. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And we do want to give the caveat that sometimes advice is useful. Here are some characteristics that Moore's community suggested are helpful when it comes to advice. First of all, when they trust the person who is giving the advice. When they gave permission, they asked for advice or the other person asked for their permission before giving advice. When the person was not pushy about the advice and was not attached to them following that advice. Advice was also better taken when the advice giver was able to put the advice in the context of their own experience and make explicit that the other party's context, experience, or goals might be different. So in other words, they didn't assume that the lessons from their own life would necessarily apply to the person they were giving the advice to. Advice was also useful when the recipient could feel that the advice came from a place of love and caring. And in some cases, there was also a sense that the advice giver saw potential, talent, or possibility in them that the person did not see in themselves. So the advising was about helping them to step into that potential. There might be examples of times when you can listen and consider the advice with understanding that if it's not the right advice, or if it doesn't suit you for some reason, you are allowed to just let it go. And the last way we're going to talk about that you might be using your microphone is that you are turning your microphone on yourself. For good or bad, one of the most common ways we use our microphone is to talk to ourselves. And many times what we are hearing isn't pleasant. This is a toxic voice. According to Jamie Kearns Lima, for many of us, the relationship with our own inner critic is the most toxic relationship we will ever be in. If you're wondering if you do have your own inner critic, you might if you have said any of these following phrases to yourself. Who am I to speak up? No one wants my opinion. I have no confidence. I never get a break. I can't do anything right. I'm not smart enough to do that. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm a failure. What if people don't like me? I hate my body or I'm so disgusting. It's sad just hearing those things. It's hard to say them too. (laughs) It is. We have this mirror exercise, which we've used sometimes in our workshops. And we don't do it to torture people, but to bring it to your consciousness, the kinds of things that you might be saying. Basically, we have everyone write down on a note card all the terrible, degrading, mean things they tell themselves. And then we have them switch cards with a partner. The partner is going to act as the mirror. So the person who wrote them looks at the partner and the partner then reads the words on the card back to the person who wrote them. Most of the time, they can't even read all the negative things they see on the paper. They just refuse to do it. Sometimes either party will cry. The one who wrote it or the one who's trying to read it will break out in tears and they just refuse to read it. And yet these are the very same things that we say to ourselves day in and day out. It's a powerful reminder that what we say to ourselves matters. We say things we would never say to another person, especially not someone we care about. 
and yet we are filling our head with it on a regular basis. That's one of the most powerful activities we do in any of our workshops. It brings to light that inner mean girl who's trying to make sure we don't get too confident or act too smart or look too good. Because if we do, we're worried that others won't like us. So we hold ourselves back sometimes. We play small. We say these things to ourselves, which is really damaging. It's a way that you can use your microphone to be harmful to yourself. It can kill your confidence and hold us back from working on our dreams. We all need to learn to control that negative voice so that we can become the person we are meant to be. Instead of using your microphone to beat yourself up, maybe you could use your microphone to tell yourself about all the good things you have accomplished. You can remind yourself of all the challenges that you have faced and overcome. Don't forget to tell yourself about all the ways you've helped others. And while you're at it, remind yourself that you're a human being. You are learning, growing, and trying. Nobody gets it all right the first time through. We all mess up and you are stronger and more powerful than your inner critic will ever acknowledge. But that doesn't make it less true. The best self-care in the world is accepting yourself, loving yourself, and having compassion for the person you once were while holding on to the hope and promise for the person you are becoming. To recap today, your microphone is powerful. You can learn how to use it for good, know who to share it with, and when to turn the volume on low or shut it off completely. We often talk on this podcast about living your values and living an inspired life. Part of that is learning to use your microphone masterfully. In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to consider how you have used your microphone today. And then consider how you could use it even better tomorrow. We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. We get excited when you reach out to us through our social media channels, email us, or connect with us through our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com and let us know what you're learning. Let us know how your homework is going. We look forward to hearing from you. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would share it with another teacher or go on to our podcast host and write a review. It takes just a minute and it gives other teachers the chance to find us and it helps us to build a strong community of inspired teachers. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.